0: My loves, this week on the show, I talk about ending up in one of those spirals where one thing goes wrong and then the next thing goes wrong and all of a sudden your life is a living manifestation of Murphy's Law. I talk about making it through really hard cycles of our lives and anchoring into the practices that keep us steady and most of all, gratitude for the fact that we get to be alive here in this precious world for such a short time, all of us together. I think this episode will make you feel like you are not alone and that it's so okay to be human. You're doing the best you can. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's that time of the week. Time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl Podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I um <laughs> I I don't know how to start this show, everyone. Let me uh, let me paint you a word picture here. I just unbuttoned my jeans. <laughs> You know how like (laughs) when you sit down and they're just kind of digging into the sides of your body and you're like, eh, let me just like undo the top button. But no, not me. I undid the top button and I pulled fly all the way down. I'm like barely wearing these jeans (laughs) anymore. And then you might ask, "Why, why are you wearing jeans when you're recording a podcast? Are you crazy? Why don't you put sweatpants on? Okay, two reasons. One, I don't have the energy. And I kid you not when I say that. I don't have the energy to take these jeans off because they're jeans and taking them off is a pain. I don't have the energy to take them off, number one. Number two, I don't have any clean sweatpants. (laughs) I don't have any clean yoga pants. I have no clean clothes because no one in this family has done laundry in the past two weeks, and then two days ago, my poor husband lost his mind and did all of the laundry, all of it, in a 24-hour period, all of it, and now all of our clothes are in a huge pile in a back corner of our tiny little closet, um, just bags upon bags of clothes stacked on top of each other, and you can't find fucking anything. And of course, no one has the energy to like sort through the laundry right now and fold laundry. Like, what is he? What even is that? Who thought of that stupid idea? Like, to fold your laundry? What? No. Anyway, so yeah, I'm sitting here, jeans half off. (laughs) Half off jeans. Okay, half off these stupid jeans. I'm sitting here, sick, half off jeans. Just eating some chocolate at 5 p.m. on a Thursday because because I've been sick for for the past two weeks. That is where I am in life right now. I cannot even begin to tell you. And listen, last week's podcast, I was having a horrible time last week. I was having such a bad time. I was feeling so vulnerable and overwhelmed and so sad. and, And then I went to record the podcast and all of a sudden I started talking about gardening And it brought me some joy. And oftentimes that happens when I'm recording is, you know, I never have a topic or an idea. I just speak literally from the heart and we see where this show goes. And I knew I'm like, I need to talk about how I'm feeling. I'm not doing well. It's been really hard. And instead I started talking about gardening and growing stuff and it brought me joy. And I ended up on this track where the whole podcast just became like a gardening podcast about the plants I'm growing in my garage. (laughs) And, And that was it. And I remember, like, I, I turned the recorder off. I was like, huh, that was not, like, I feel different now. That was not the podcast I was going to record. And that's I, that's fine. That's good, you know. But I didn't get to share with you the special, special time I'm having right now, which is that this is week two of absolute shit. Okay. And I'm also, I've reached a point where I'm, like, laughing at how shitty things are right now. Like, I have I have some sense of humor today because you're catching me in a better moment. I'm not feeling hopeless and just total despair, which is what I felt yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Um, I actually feel like it's it's ridiculous. Um, examples of the ridiculousness. Um, I mean, examples just today. Okay. And, and I'll, I'll kind of get into the depths of like what's actually going on and why things are really hard right now. But just surface level stuff today is I have a really busy workday today, like I had, it's the end of the day now, and I knew that yesterday, I had a really busy workday yesterday, and I had so many things I had to get done, but I didn't know how I was going to fit it into the day, um, so I didn't make everything, I didn't finish everything, so part of yesterday's to-do list ended up on today's to-do list, which made my today's list, which was already feeling impossible, near impossible. So I tell Dennis last night, I'm like, listen, I really need help tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm nervous about how I'm going to get through this stuff. I have these deadlines. I have these things I really have to get to. And I have the podcast. And, you know, like I have, I have like a full day. And, and and do you think you can help me? And he's like, well, I also have a full day. And I'm doing this and this and this and this. Um, but let's like teamwork and we'll try to figure it out. I'm like, okay. First thing that happens in the morning is that my dad calls with like an emergency. and needs help. And Dennis is like, for sure. Yeah, I got you. And he takes off and goes to help my dad with this thing, which is very Dennis. And I really love that about him. Like he's, he's the kind of person you can count on when you need some, when you need help, you know? And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Instead of like, we're really trying to minimize Leia's screen time. We've been home for two weeks and I'm trying to keep screen time at a zero if I can. So we're very engaged doing a lot of arts and crafts and or arts and crap as we call it and adventures and playtime and and I'm like, you know what? I'll just I'll let her have the iPad and um we'll we'll it's fine. Like I I, I can I can get worked on because I know when she's on the iPad um she's really focused on I mean she's so it's such a privilege for her to have to have the screen. Um so I'm like it's fine, no problem. And then I <laughs> I go sit down. I start working And then my alarm goes off. And I'm like, why is my alarm going off at 8.30 in the morning? I I don't understand. Why? Like, I'm obviously up and awake. And it's like, oh, today happens to be the day where I have made an appointment for the dogs to get groomed, which in the big scheme of things, when you're having two truly terrible weeks in kind of a hard month. In kind of a hard three years, right? It's like, who cares about that? Like, just cancel it. I couldn't cancel it. And I knew that because I booked this like a month ago. It's at this. It's really impossible to find a place for the dogs to get groomed anywhere here. There's like really long wait lists because there's only one place in the whole area. And it's non-refundable. Like they still charge you if you don't cancel within 20, after 24 hours or something like that. They still charge you. So I knew, I'm like, fuck, we gotta go. And the dogs really need it. Like they need their claws clipped. And I feel like I've been neglecting them. We have, we've been so busy lately. And I'm like, they need, okay, let's go. So I like, I throw lay on the car, put the dogs in the car. Getting the dogs in the car is a thing because we have two girls that are really old. One is four, turning 14, the other one's turning 15 so they're they're just elderly senior ladies and they're very healthy they're very still like super alert and awake and you know love long walks and they eat a ton no none of them is sick or ill or anything like they're doing great but they can't jump in and out of the car they will try um, and hurt themselves like that's happened like they just really want to just jump up and down because they think they still can no problem but no they, they they can't so I have to like pick them up and I have back pain right now which of course I have because I'm feeling like shit like I haven't moved in weeks I have back pain so it's like a whole project to get all three dogs in the car I haul ass to the groomers <laughs> make it there drop the dogs off and then like I haul ass back and I'm like shit okay my window of of everything I needed to get done it's drinking it's drinking I have so much and Leia had um it's Easter coming up now, so in the little small town close to where we live, they have every Easter, Thursday before Easter, they have an Easter witch race, which is really, really cute. It's a very Swedish tradition called Pusk. I don't know what the politically correct word here is. The actual name that I grew up with was Påskskärring. And Sherring is like, it's a word that I think used to be a loving word, Like a sharing, which used to be a thing that like a man said to his wife. But of course, patriarchy (laughs) took that and turned that word into bitch. So sharing means like basically a bitch. Like a it's like an old school, not not super like rough and brutal way. It's like kind of a medium way. It's like not as harsh as bitch, but it still means bitch. It's like a bad word that you would generally address older ladies in. Like an old lady bitch. That's what a shouting is. Um, so it's not something you would ever tell somebody, right? And anyway, the Easter <laughs> Polsk shouting it word for word translates as Easter bitch, <laughs> which is really funny. Or Easter only Easter old old lady Easter bitch. <laughs> oh my god, it's ridiculous. So I think there is a more politically correct word for this, which is like Easter witch. I'm calling it Easter witch. Like a pulse hexa um, or an Easter lady, like some people say Polsk gumma or and things like that, which is basically the Swedish tradition um, that's really old. It's, it's basically mainly children. Children dress up as Easter witches. And the Easter witch looks very peculiar and very specific. So I did this when I was little, like there's lots of pictures of me and my baby brother, like fully dressed up and decked out exactly the way Leia was dressed up today, which is generally like long skirts, like long flowy skirts. And then an apron. There's always like an apron, like a little kid apron. And then a scarf tied over your head, like old school way, like think think the 1600s kind of thing. And then the Easter witch has, of course, a broom that she flies on and she has a basket. And in the basket, she gathers Easter eggs. And it's this really cute tradition where like, you kind of, you go Easter egg hunting with your little basket or you go asking for kids It's like a little bit similar to trick-or-treating. I know some parts of Sweden, they do it where like, you, you dress up as the Easter witch and you actually go house by house and you ask for Easter eggs. Not everybody does that, but I've been to places where they do that. And sometimes it's just like your parents like hide eggs in places and sometimes it's just the gathering. There's always candy involved, right? So it's like this cute kid's thing. But it actually comes from this old, like very ancient belief around like witchcraft back in the day where there was this idea that that the Thursday before Easter that the devil would call upon the witches um, to, to, to have a gathering. Like, so it was like this idea of like evil witches would come gather. And I spent a lot of time um, with Leia like talking about witchcraft. I mean, th- doesn't everybody? Or just the word witch being very positive, like its actual meaning and belief, which was ancient women healers, right? Um, the the old old school village healer um, would traditionally be the witch of the town. So whenever we talk about witches, we never talk about an evil witch or a bad witch. It's always like a a witch is someone who can heal people. A witch is someone who can use like f- use nature to create medicine. Like we talk a lot about that. But anyway, so that was today. Today was that day. And in this little town, which is close to where we live, it's the oldest town of all of Sweden. Uh, so there's lots of traditions and lots of gatherings and lots of like community things that they do, which is really, really sweet. And at three o'clock, they had this race. Every year, they have a race where all the kids dress up as the Easter witches and they run. They could do a countdown like five, four, three, two, one, go. And they run from the main square to the little square of town. And, um, And we've never been, you know, I never had a kid at Easter in Sweden. Like Leia has never had any connection to this tradition. Like we've never done anything like this in in Aruba. And I just saw a poster that said like, this is happening. I'm like, oh yeah, like they do this here. That's sweet. Okay, let's go. So we dress her up. And also the Easter witch always has freckles. And I bet that that's like a bad thing. You know, back in the day they would think like freckles or certain certain characteristics was like a sign of a witch, like a sign of a woman being cursed or bad or whatever. It was just it's such bullshit. But the Easter witch always has painted on freckles and really red rosy cheeks. So it's really cute. I I I posted a little bit on Instagram today and I got a lot of people asking like what is this? Because I I, I think it's very <laughs> for non-Swedes, I guess it's it's really different. I don't know if there's any other country that does may. make, I mean, this could be like a pagan thing. It could be a Celtic thing. I actually have no idea. Uh, so I'm not going to pretend to be an expert here. Um, but anyway, we had that today and I had so much on my plate and I just knew like I had gotten Leia the costume. I had like prepared her for everything. She has the broom. She has her little basket that she uses for foraging. She was so excited. So I know Whenever I have made a commitment to my daughter, I keep it. I mean, come hell or high water, I will not let her down. I will not make her a promise and not keep it if I can, right? So there's no no part of my day where I compromise her to finish more of my work. It's going to be like I'm going to have to compromise the work to go and, and do the thing I promised with her. But I really didn't have time to do that. And I have a deadline and I, I just had a lot on my plate. So I like scramble back after dropping the dogs at the groomers. I put Leia in front of the iPad. She's super happy. And I run in (laughs) to my office and then the phone rings and it's a friend of mine. And she's like, hey, I'm worried about you. I feel like you're having like really the worst weeks ever. And like, are you okay? And she's just calling to like check in. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, everything's actually fine. Like I'm feeling a little bit better today and I feel like I'm totally on top of everything now and I'm just going to get this shit done. And I just started like rambling about like, yeah, I'm like hyping myself up that I'm going to get through the day. And as I do that, I start cleaning up my desk to prepare to sit down so I can just focus on what's on my computer. And I have a thermos on my desk. (laughs) because yesterday I drove to Stockholm for some appointments. And whenever I drive to Stockholm, which is like an hour drive, I always bring my huge, like one and a half liter. Um, it's like a hiking thermos, basically, where like you screw that, you unscrew the top and the top is the the cup that you drink from. And I had that in the car yesterday. And then I went straight into my office and I brought it. So I was like continuing to sip my tea in front of my computer and I grab the thermos and I grab the cup just to take everything to the kitchen. And I, I think that the, the cup, it just looks empty. I don't know. I'm frantic, right? I'm like scrambling. I take the cup to put it on top of the thermos and it's full of tea. And it goes all over my keyboard, all over my computer. Um, I knock the thermos over. It was like half screwed on, thank God. Because if it was open, I mean, this was, there was a lot of tea in there. I, I think it would have ir- ir- irreversibly wrecked my computer for sure. I've done this, by the way, several times, just accidentally poured something on a computer because I get frantic sometimes. I mean, I do. Um. So now, like, everything on my desk is just swimming in tea. And I love tea. I mean, obviously, I'm a tea person. I drink tea all the time. I don't want it all, of, all over my computer and my keyboard. My keyboard is fried, Okay. It's, it's totally like it's it's swimming. It's, it's not working. All my books, all my papers, everything is soaked. I hang up the phone. I'm like, ah, you know, I hang up the phone and then Leia starts crying full on. Like she banged her whatever. I don't know if it was her foot or her knee. She hurt herself. Just I thought she was totally happy and super safe on the couch and she immediately hurt herself. She starts crying and I'm just like... <laughs> everything is going so terribly wrong like and this was just a five this was just a tiny little snapshot of what i feel like every moment of the day has been for 2 weeks i feel like every day all day i am like frantically trying to figure something out and get something done while holding something else while someone is crying while something is breaking while there's a huge obstacle i have to overcome and i'm doing it all in a deadline <laughs> And I can laugh at it now because I, I have nothing, I have nothing else to, to, to I, there's nothing more I can do right now but just laugh. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. So I, I don't even know how to how far back I have to kind of wind to find the the source of what both me and Dennis collectively are calling our hard time. Okay, <laughs> just anyone who asks like how's everything? Are you just having a hard time right now? <laughs> but I can trace it back to like a little bit before I went to LA. I was feeling extremely overwhelmed. Um, and I had just so it, it's just one of it was just one of those things where I had a lot of things. Um, The home course was starting and we were putting all the finishing pieces into place. And of course, as with any major launch of any creation, like it was just 24-7, like I'm up all night, all day, figuring things out, writing pieces of content, making sure the platform's perfect. It's just really, it was just overwhelming. And then I had that LA trip on top of that. And the war in Ukraine had just started, which was emotionally really overwhelming, you know, for everyone, of course. It was Leia's birthday, which was like a lot of things to plan, and it was just one thing after the other, or on top of each other, kind of that made me feel like, oh my god, I'm really stressing, and I haven't had that feeling of really stressing for a long time. And then I went to LA, had a very intense, high pressure trip, of course, which which is what that trip was, and I knew it was going to be. And then I I just I just had this vision of like, okay, now that's it, I'm going to be done. Our course is starting. All I'm going to be doing is practicing all the rituals and all the things that I have in the home course. So I'm going to be sitting every single live, basically like a Zen Buddhist version of Mother Teresa. I'm just going to be enlightened for every live and just like channel this pure light for everyone (laughs) to move into this super healing space. And it's laughable that I had that vision of myself, of course, because I do none of my best work in those moments. Literally, my my purpose in life, my superpower in life is to take bullshit and turn it into gold. <laughs> like I I function my very best in crisis, right? I am a person who works way more in the shadows. I'm much more intrigued by the shadows than I am by the light and by everything functioning and flowing. And every time I have a big thing that I'm doing or a group that I'm leading, I end up with a shit show on my lap because it makes me extremely vulnerable. It puts me right in the heart of everything that is triggering me. It brings up old wounding. It brings up old traumas. It brings up old family constellation, makes me question stuff. And everything I'm going through, of course, is a reflection and reflects in everything everyone in the course is going through everyone has their shit. We all have our shit. And I am not the kind of person to sit here, "Oh, look at me. I've figured my whole life out. Now let me help you figure your life out." No, that's not what I do. It's not what I do. I would love to to be that person. I mean, I would love to sit there on some some mountaintop feeling like I figured my life out. "Let me help you." But no, that's that's not it. I that's not it's not how it's not how I work, right? and i don't think it's why anyone is ever drawn to me either i know it's my ability to storytell and vulnerably be open and share and cry and be angry and be a human being while figuring life out right while using the practices and the rituals that that keep me really healthy and grounded and sane like i know that so in in a big way you know the course so far is so powerful! It's like I—I I feel like I have kicked my own ass by making this course because I'm getting these major lessons right on topic, right on theme for every week of the course, and every live. When I sit down, you know, I—I've cried in every live. I mean, for sure, we've all cried in every single live. It's been so heartfelt and real. So I'm—I'm I'm glad I'm there, but it wasn't this vision of what I had, what I thought, right? But basically, I came home from LA. Dennis was away for a week. So I was scrambling a little bit there. And then I got sick. He came home and I got sick. And I felt it in LA, which was already, it's a month ago, right? It's its almost a whole month ago. It's in, in a week, it's a month ago. I felt in LA like, oh, I wonder if I'm getting sick. I just felt like, is, is this stress or am I getting sick? Is it stress or am I getting sick? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then coming home, I really felt it like, oh my God, I'm getting sick, but I couldn't let myself get sick as I was alone with Leia. And then the day before Dennis came home, I told him, just so you know, when you come home, I'm gonna get sick because I feel like I'm holding, I'm holding it back. He came home, I got super ill. And it's two weeks later. <laughs> it's almost three weeks later. It's two and a half weeks later. It's <laughs> and I'm still sick. What? what is happening? (laughs) Seriously. And it's just now occurring to me. I did a COVID test. It was negative, but maybe I have long COVID. (laughs) Is it long? If it's like, if it's been like 16 days or 17 days, I don't know how long you have to, you have to go through it. But like we're contemplating, like maybe that's it. I really don't know. I tested negative and now there's no regulations and stuff here in any way. So, and I haven't, with an exception of one day, I haven't been out of the house. I haven't been out and about. I haven't been, you know, seeing and hugging a bunch of people. I had one day or one night when I was out just two days ago. Um. So even if I had COVID, I wouldn't be infectious anymore. I fucking hope. But I, because uh, I've been feeling better and then worse and then better and, the, and that's also a sign of, of COVID, right? So I, I don't know, you know, for the first week I was like, this is a really bad cold and then I got much better and then I got way worse. And then second week, I'm like, okay, it's kicking my ass now. I'm still so congested. I'm sneezing all the time. A friend of mine was like, but are you sure it's not a cold that turned into pollen allergy? Because that's a real thing here. There's people who get knocked out just by the pollen. The pollen season is, is intense here. And I used to, when I lived here um, before I moved, I used to have really intense pollen allergies, but then I came back last year and I had nothing. So I was like, I have outgrown all of my pollen stuff. Like, that's so great. But maybe I haven't. And that's what I have. Maybe I am two and a half weeks into COVID. I really, okay. And I'm never going to know, right? So I, it's not going to help me to to just continue pondering and worrying and, it's not but moving through this and then Leia has been sick for the same amount of time. She has a crazy cough. It's better now, much 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 better now, thank god. But she's had a cough that she's never had in her life. She's had a cough like I oh, like I I have not been sleeping at night because she she's like half asleep in her sleep coughing to the point that it sounds like she's breaking her ribs. Like it's so bad. And I have done all the remedies and I feel like some things have been working. Like the humidifier and the onion water I always use, I mean, for years, is the best. I mean, if you if you don't know, if you don't know, like, I mean it's just a cough, you boil a huge pot of water, the biggest one you have, because the biggest one you can boil the longer the the steam is gonna evap keep evaporating in your in your bedroom or in your child's bedroom. Big, big, big pot of water, take like three or four onions with peels on and everything, just chop them in quarters, Um, throw them in there, let it boil like kind of intensely for like five or 10 minutes. Sometimes I leave it for like 15 and then bring it on a safe, of course, heat proof thing so you can put it down. Um, to your kid's bedroom or to your bedroom of course in a safe place where they're not going to wake up at night and like step in it or something because it's hot as hell even I've done with Leia before I've had like a little hot plate and I've kept it simmering in her room so it's like continuing to create onion steam because there's an enzyme in the onion that is released through the vapor of the onion steam that that suppresses or represses a cough totally works So that's been helping, but it's not been stopping it, you know? And in her worst nights, I felt like nothing, nothing's been helping. So past two weeks, I have not been sleeping. You guys, I have not been sleeping. I even had a whole week on Yoga Girl Daily dedicated to sleep because I was like, I am going to take charge of my sleep. I can't take another week not sleeping well. And I did all of my practices and all of my stuff, but it didn't matter because when your child's awake, (laughs) you're awake, you know? And then I feel like I've just been kind of wired and and, and it's been an intense time. So it's been really hard to wind down and settle down. And then, you know, when you get into that flow of just having felt really not well, even on my good days, because I had a lot of days where I thought, oh, I'm kicking this now. I'm feeling better. I'm not, I don't have a fever. I'm not on my deathbed. It's not like I have to lie in bed all day. I'm still working normal and all of that. But it's been you know, you get really mentally tired. That's the thing. That's the thing that's killing me and Dennis right now is how mentally drained we are from not feeling okay. Little things, which aren't little things, but to me they're, little, they're kind of little things in the big scheme of, of stuff, um, become really big things when we can't solve or fix them. And an example of that is we brought a car to Sweden from Aruba. Um, we, we only have one car. We borrowed my grandfather's car for the longest time. Then finally we bought a car for me and then we gave my grandpa his car back, which we immediately were like, no, we should have kept it for a little while longer. He doesn't drive. So it's a car that just sits there, but it's his car. And I don't, it's like not a good feeling. I I don't know. It's, it's been too long, you know? Like I want him to have the freedom to, if he wants to go visit a friend, like that he can't, you know, I just, I've felt bad. We've had it for too long. So we gave it back and then we were stuck with one car and it's not like we live in a city. So it's fine if, you know, you can always take a bus or a subway. We live in the middle of the woods, way out in the middle of nowhere. There's no way to get from here or to here unless you have a car. So suddenly Dennis and I, like with one car, it's become really challenging, especially when we're tired. And especially when like he's not getting his work done, I'm not getting my work done. We're not, we're not figuring life out. Leah's home because she's coughing. She can't go to school. So even at home, we're not getting things done the way we normally do. We we haven't been able to have any routine, system, structure, nothing. We're bickering a lot, like we're both tired. It's just so bad. And then Finally, you know, his car came from Aruba with a container and what we thought was going to be a fairly easy process because things in Sweden generally are pretty easy. I mean, they they are supposed to be. And it's like Murphy's Law is happening to us right now. Or, you know, when you get into that kind of zone where just something bad is happening and then everything that can go wrong goes wrong. So with this car of his, it was supposed to be like a couple week process. It has been months. And the car is just standing here outside our house and we're not allowed to drive it. So it, 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 it took a month and a half for it to pass inspection of source, which is like, it's basically them, it's like the DMV making sure that it's not a stolen car. And like we have all the paperwork, obviously, like it's a car that's been in his name for years. It's like we've paid all the taxes on everything, like we have all the paperwork to prove it, but they don't believe that. And because it was a car from Aruba, which they said on the phone, and I quote, we don't get cars from Aruba. So this was a new process for us. And I'm like, I get that. But like, I I don't know if they've been like cold calling people on the island, thinking people are just gonna (laughs) cooperate with them. Like, I don't know what they've been doing at the Swedish DMV, but it's been forever and ever and ever and ever. And every time we call, it's like, we have no update. We have no update. And then finally I called almost crying. I was like, please, we have no car. Like it's getting really challenging for our family. We need to know, like, are we, should we just let go of this car and rent the car? Should we like sell the car? Like, what do we do? And then she goes, oh, it looks like the person in charge of your case has been sick for two weeks. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> When that happens, don't cases get like passed on to another person? Yeah, they should be. seems like no one picked up your case. I'm like, oh, well, well, thank you. (laughs) How about you do that now? She's like, okay, well, let me, let me, let me, let me work on this for you. I was like, oh, my God. So basically for weeks, it was just lying there. Nothing was happening with no updates, you know. And then finally, six weeks in, we get the approval. Obviously, it's not a stolen car. Everything's fine. And that approval just means that you can go and get your car is it, what's the word in English? Is it detailed? It, or no. It's like you take the car to a specific kind of DMV approved garage where they make sure the car is road ready. Yeah, I don't know what, what it's called in English. It's called like besiktning in, in Swedish and in Dutch. Same, same word. Um, and uh, so there's things like it's an American car and an American car has this function where the light is on all the time. You guys know, Americans who so listen, like you have to turn off in a lot of cars. Not every car, obviously, but like you have to manually turn the light off for a lot. Of, like it's it's possible to leave your car and the light stays on and it drains your battery. That could happen in a lot of American cars. We've had cars like that forever. Uh, in Sweden, that's an impossibility. So it's not legal to have lights like that because it that, that drained the battery. So you have to have this, this different setup that is only automatic so it turns on when the car's on and then it turns off automatically when the car turns off. Um, stuff like that that you have to change. They have to have fixed. Yeah, you know, it costs money and they have to fix it and it's time. And they check all the stuff, like different kinds of tires. And my brother brought a car here from LA. He lived in LA for a super long time. And he had these really cool, he thought, <laughs> lights that came out from underneath the bottom of the car. You know, like that those like kind of douchey. <laughs> Undercar neon. I don't know. He had something like that. And that's not legal here. So they had to have those removed. So we knew like what the process was. My brother did this whole thing in two weeks. And for us, it's been two months and still nothing. Finally, we got the appointment to go to the place. They're like, oh, you can't do this here. You have to go to this place, but you can drive over there right now. And then Dennis drives there. And they're like, oh, no, it's not this place. It's over there. It's 30 minutes that way. Uh, but they have drop ins. So you should be able to just go. And then he calls. He's like, do you have drop in? He's like, yeah, you can come over. Drives over. It's like, oh no, this car is too heavy for our garage. You can't do it here. You're going to have to call this main central number and ask to be put in the line. And then he calls that number and they're like, first available appointment is in four weeks. <laughs> so you know that feeling when you're just trying to, to figure out one thing and it's supposed to be simple. And it's like an important thing because of course, when, when he has a car, he has freedom. He can live his life. He can go do his errands and get to work and like we don't have to bicker about stuff you know it's really important and it's like it can't happen it's like he has a feeling he's just running in circles getting a no and 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 now he's fully I mean fully believes that it's much easier to get things done in Aruba than it is in Sweden and one of my big selling points for moving out of Aruba is you can't get anything done (laughs) Everything's so slow. It's really the Caribbean mentality. Everything is like mañana. Everything's tomorrow, and Sweden. Everything is automized and systemized, and everything is everything is online. You know, in Aruba, if you want to change your address, you have to go stand in line at the census for a whole day, and then you have to wait like a year. Like it, it, for, when we moved, we didn't get mail at our address for over a year. Right? That's like a regular occurrence. That's just normal in Aruba. Like. You have to, uh, several times a year, change your license plate because the color of the license plate determines how much of the road tax you've paid. And to <laughs> change your license plate, you have to go to first a place where you get to paper for it and you pay for it. And then you go to the second place where they print the li- the registration plates and you have to go stand in line. And then you have to actually physically put that on your car. and You have to do that all the time stuff like that, that has been driving me crazy for 12 years, right? It's just so slow. And I've been telling him, Sweden's so easy, Sweden, everything's automatic. I'm like, dude, do you want to change your address? You do that in five seconds online, and it's done. And that's still true. (laughs) But this process, I mean, seriously, I don't know if Dennis just happens to be, he's just been the most unlucky person ever, or if it's COVID related, or if it's like, they are backed up because of COVID and it's a car from Aruba. So it was really hard. And this girl happened to be sick and they they like lost our case. And he's having bad luck with a garage. It's just everything is going wrong. So today when they turned him away from like the seventh garage he's been, and he's not allowed to drive this car. Like he's only allowed to drive it to a garage. So if the police stops him and they're like, oh, this is not a road legal car. He has to show the paper that he's on his way to the garage, you know? But he's driving around left and right, like trying to get to a garage that no, will accept him, you know, because we don't, we can't wait for the four-week fucking thing. And today he called me from the car in tears, like this poor man. He's like, I'm breaking. Sweden's breaking me. I'm I'm breaking now. <laughs> I'm broken. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> i was like at home like trying to salvage my keyboard lay crying like everything's going wrong i'm not getting anything done i have no sweatpants to wear like the house is a me- the house is a mess to a degree of like i oh and i'm a neat freak type of person and it's just everything is a mess all the time i have no time to do the little projects around the house or organize things. like i had i i, I don't everything Everything is just, you know, and then we have, (laughs) I hope this podcast isn't bumming you out. Okay. I hope I'm at least like funny as I'm sharing some of this shit. (laughs) It's not, I don't want to give you like an hour of complaining, but if so, that's what you get. Cause this is all I have to give right now. Okay. I know you love me the way I am. Okay. I love you the way you are. Thank you for listening. I'm going to cry now. No, but seriously, it has been just, I mean, I'm laughing at it now. And a lot of this, like, I know, you don't have to tell me, no one after listening to this show has to go on my Instagram and direct message me that I'm ungrateful because I am fucking not, okay? I count my blessings every day, every day. Every moment I have that is like a moment to myself right now, um, I get the chance to sit down at my tea table and drink tea. Example of that. Um, the lives that I'm doing every Sunday, which is like, it's become like a safe haven for me. I look forward to Sunday 6 p.m. like it's, oh, you know, a, a moment to just be present and be real and practice and 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 be in community. Like I, I need it so badly, or I get a chance to take a bath. Oh, by the way, that's something that's happened, of course, these two weeks. I'm so sick. And I'm cold. We're having heating issues with the house. The house we're living in is actually not a house. It's like a summer cabin. So it's not meant for a family to live here full time in terms of water, electricity, heating. So we've been having a lot of issues with that all the time since we moved in, but not a huge deal. Now that everything is going wrong at the same time, suddenly it is a huge deal. So like we haven't had hot water a lot, suddenly no hot water. And then we had this crazy snowstorm last week that came out of the blue and the weather is fluctuating so much. It's like the house can't keep up this old heater we have, like just can't, can't manage. And I've had like three or four times in the past weeks where I'm like either waking up in the morning, just so cold, feeling so shitty, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I have a little bit of space and I'm like, I'm going to take a bath. Like I have a half hour, I'm going to take a bath or end of the day, when I'm done with everything and like lay us in bed, it's eight o'clock. We've had dinner. I'm like, oh my God, I could take like an hour in the bath. I could do it. Like my day is done. And I go and I, (laughs) this is the worst when I, I turn, I turn the water on and I always turn it on max heat because I'm one of those people. I like to scold myself to the point of like my skin almost burning off when I get into the bath. Like that's me. And, yeah, even max heat here isn't like, yeah, it's, it's too hot for Dennis. Like he won't join me in the bath because he thinks it's too hot, but it's not, it's not like, you know, hurt you bath. I mean, it should hurt a little bit, <laughs> but it's, it's manageable. Anyways, I do that. I, I like candles. I always like clean up in the bathroom because I want to like I want a clean space. Of course, I mean, isn't that like a super mom thing to do? You're taking a moment for yourself, and you end up like cleaning the bathroom. Yeah, so I clean the bathroom, and I like candles, and I have some like room mist that I use, and then I take out all my stuff. I'm oh my god, I could do like a clay mask, and I could do my salt scrub, and I'm gonna do this, and oh, I bring my book. I you know I do all the stuff. And then I go to step into the bath and it's cold. I could I could cry thinking about that because it hurts my heart so much. Just thinking about how many times that has happened over the past couple of weeks. It's really funny. It's heartbreaking and it's funny. It's like, I've needed the bath so bad and it's never been working for me. It just hasn't been working. I even had like, (laughs) I even shared it on Instagram, like this beautiful like photo of like, ah, getting in the bath. And then like, I go and I get in and I'm just like sitting on the floor crying. I'm like, there's, I did one time, I convinced Dennis, like, please, please help me boil water. Because then I had it, it was like half filled up and then there was no hot water so I'm like oh my god if I just if I could just and it was kind of medium cold it wasn't cold cold so we start boiling water all the pots and pans that we have the tea kettle is on everything and I'm just like one at a time I'm like I'm gonna fill this tub and then 30 pots in it's like it hasn't even changed the water level because it's that damn big you know and I'm like it's fine it's fine I'll just like lie really if I suck my belly in as I'm lying on the bottom of the tub and I just like you know my, my boobs are kind of flat and, <laughs> anyway and like it's <laughs> hanging out to the sides like they're, they're tired just like I am if I just like melt into the bottom of the tub then it could kind of cover me you know the water it's fine it's fine and then it's still like not hot enough So like, I'm not enjoying it, but I'm like, I'm going to lie here now. (laughs) I made huge effort boiling water for this bath. I'm going to lie here now. And I'm like, miserable. Oh, like, Jesus Christ. But anyway, anytime I have had a positive moment like that, I have appreciated the hell out of it. Like I had a really good bath, I think four or five days ago. Ah, a scolding hot. Like now, when it fills and it's hot, I'm giddy. I'm like a child on Christmas. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, hot water, hot water, hot water in my bathtub. Like I lose my mind. I'm in there for as long as I can. It's so, I'm so grateful. I did have a moment this week that was so, 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 so special. So special. So I went to a concert two days ago with my best friend. Or one of my best friends. And uh, it really, you know, and I I was feeling better. It was kind of like I had two days. So I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm getting over it. Whatever it is, if it's pollen or like this crazy like long-term cold. There's no way I'm contagious after two weeks. Like I'm good. I'm just stuffy still, you know. Um, so we had a concert planned. I don't know anybody, if anybody knows this artist. I mean, you should. You definitely should. Her name is Olivia Dean. She's not super famous. She's amazing. She's like our favorite right now. So I've been listening to to her album, not just to all of her songs. Like I'll pl- I'll just press shuffle on Spotify and it goes through all her songs. I know every single song of hers, front and back. Like I, 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 she's so good, and she's not a huge artist. So she was opening for another artist. She wasn't the main act. She was just she was the pre band, you know, for this other artist. And we decided to go. So we bought tickets for this concert. It's like a mini concert at a little club kind of place. Not like a not like a big stadium concert or something like that. Like a small one. I was so excited just to get to leave the house for a second. Like put on some makeup, you know. And I'm like, I'm not feeling 100% but it's okay. This is going to be the thing that elevates me and I'm going to be feeling better. Like I really had that... I'm like, I'm not sick anymore because something's wrong with my body. I'm, it's like mental now. I'm just drained and tired and uninspired and depressed. Like I just need, this is going to be great. So we go to dinner and we have such a nice dinner. We're talking, 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 can't stop talking. And then, but we know like the concert starts at eight and we're two minutes walking from the, from the place or from the club where the concert is or where the show, I don't know if you, do you call it a concert? If it's tiny, it's like a show, a show. So we know it starts at eight, but it's like, it's a show, you know, it's not going to be on time. Yeah. So like, you know, eight, 10, we're kind of wrapping up dinner. Like, okay, let's go. Let's go. So like aiming to be there at eight 20, which is to me totally normal for a concert, like to be, they never start on time ever in a million years. We get there totally quiet. No one's playing. And we're so, cause I was a little worried. Like what if she started and we miss her first song? Oh, and what if the first song is like our favorite song? So we're running in, totally quiet. There's no one playing. I'm like, oh my God, we're right on time. It's jam-packed with people. So we have to really like, it's been so long since I was, I mean, I haven't been in a place that was crowded I, to that point since, I mean, I don't know, 2018 maybe? I, I can't even think. I can't even remember my last concert or show like music experience. I cannot remember. So... We get there, we like elbow our way all the way to the end of the bar, manage to order a drink, like fight our way to the front, right? Get like a like and I'm one of those people at a concert that everybody hates, but you kind of wish that you were hanging out with me because I don't care. <laughs> I mean like if someone's gonna fight me or something, I would care, but I I don't have a lot of shame around like making my way to where I want to be. You know, it's a fucking show. It's not like you have a seat to sit down, you know. So I'm really good at like smiling, like, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. And like wiggling my way through. And there's people, they're pissed because they've been waiting. And but I make sure I'm not standing in front of someone's face, you know, and a second after I've passed, they've forgotten I exist. But Anyway, we get to the very front. We're right in the middle. We have great spots. There's these tall guys right behind us. Like, I feel good about where we are. We're not blocking anybody's view. And I'm just so happy, you know. And I grab my friend and I'm like, I grab Michaela. I'm like, we're here. We made it. Like, the pandemic's over. Literally in Sweden, it's been for months. It's over. It's not called a pandemic anymore. We're at a concert. It's full of full of people like we're elbow to elbow with all of these people just you know it smells like sweat it's like very intense we're about to listen to our favorite artist and we're here together like we made it like life's been really hard for me lately but like we're here you know and I give her a hug I'm like ah. and then suddenly this guy comes out and we're like oh wait what what No, no no no. and we realize it's the main act. So the main act who's an amazing guy. I don't want to shit on him in any way. Like amazing amazing artist. Love him. But we came for Olivia, right? We came for Olivia Dean. And not only not only did we show up late, but we had the time wrong. So she went on at 7:30 and played a 45-minute set. Which means the minute we walked in, she was done. Like we, we, we. If we were, if we had walked in like three minutes earlier, we would have heard the last part of her last song. We completely missed her set because we had the time wrong. Because of course we had the time wrong. Because this is one of those weeks where everything is just not well, not going well, <laughs> and like we missed it. We just missed it completely. And we're just looking at each other, like almost about to cry. Like, no, no, this is not happening. I can't believe it. And then, so Jordan, his name is Jordan Raquet. If you don't know Jordan Raquet, you just look him up. I'm fantastic. I don't know him. Okay. I have not listened to his music a- at all. Like I, you know, and my friend was like, you need to listen, like, 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 look up his music. It's really good. You know, maybe it's not what you normally listen to a lot, but it's really, really good. Listen to it so you're familiar so that you can enjoy like all like both sets. And I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like I'm out with people from first show in forever, like of course. But I didn't listen. So I don't know him. I don't know any of his of his songs. And uh, and he just says hi, you know, and 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 there's you know, lights and smoke and and then he just starts to play. And I swear to fucking god, this man. Like he, he starts to play on his keyboard and it it just cracks my heart wide open. Uh, I I start crying. Like he starts playing his, it's just the first song comes on and it's very, I don't know how to describe his music. It's not like Bon Iver-ish, but a little bit in the crescendoing of stuff and like the very, very emotional, it's really emotional music, super emotional music with like really deep, intense drops and like, yeah. So he starts playing and I start crying <laughs> and I'm crying and I'm crying. I cried all the way through the first three songs. <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm wearing a full face of makeup, mind you. Like I'm crying big mascara streaked black lines of tears down my face. And it, it's just being there, you know, In that like, like the smell of like the musk and the sweat of human beings. I don't know. You know, being like sardined there, wedged in with all of these people, everyone there for a purpose. And the purpose is just life. The purpose is not to get something done. The purpose is not work. The purpose is not so-and-so. The purpose is not like to protest something horrible that's happening. The purpose is joy right? Everyone's there just to feel something. Everyone's there because it makes them happy, makes them feel alive. I have not had an experience like this in so fucking long. And it was just too much for me, you know, cracked my heart right fucking open. And I just cried and cried and cried and cried. I just stood there crying. And, you know, eventually I kind of (laughs) got over myself and wipe my face and and it was really great I mean it really was just to move just to be there just to oh it was yeah it was fantastic it really was and then of course you know I was up very very late (laughs) I was up until like two or three in the morning and the next day yeah surprise surprise I didn't feel better (laughs) like I thought I would Um, But I didn't feel like marginally, you know, shittier either. It was just, yeah, now it's two days later and I feel exactly the same as I have. So whatever I have going on, you know, I hope it's not a permanent thing that's here to stay. I know it's not a permanent thing that's here to stay, but it could be one of those things that I'm just, I'm either going through a mold rebound, which I'm really, I don't even want to talk about it because the idea of that brings me so much anxiety. So I'm not talking about it. But this month is the first month in a year that I'm off my supplements because they got stopped in customs in Sweden. I'm having a lot of Sweden issues, actually. (laughs) Sweden was like, oh, there's an ingredient here in one of your supplements that we don't allow, that we, that is like labeled as a, or it's classed as a pharmaceutical here. And you can't just import it, you know, privately. So they sent the shipment back. And it's been a month one month and the whole year of detoxing from mold that I don't have my supplements. And then I get sick and then I stayed sick. I don't think it's a I don't think it's uh it's random, you know, or shocking. But I don't want to think about mold. I don't want to talk about mold. I'm not gonna fucking talk about mold. What if I have long COVID? Maybe I do. Maybe it's being tired and overwhelmed and stressed and pollen, you know, not mixed with a cold, maybe that's it. I, um, I really don't know, you know, what I do know is, what I do know is I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> that's something I, I really hope I don't ever, ever lose. I'm, I'm grateful grateful to get to have this human experience you know I haven't shared this really on the show or anywhere but we have a a member of our absolute immediate family battling cancer right now and it's bad it's very bad um so it's not me Dennis or Leah um you know that I would I would probably share but um it's as close as can be outside of that and yeah i'm not i'm not gonna get into it because i'll cry and i if i cry i can't speak um but it's bringing this sense of this sense of awe you know for the fact that we are here together and we're alive on this planet for this brief moment together and we get to co-create this experience of life together and there's something really beautiful in all the pain too you know there's something really tender and vulnerable and precious and heart achingly beautiful in in, in the pain you know collectively and individually and I'm just grateful for the time that we have yeah grateful to be here so with that I'm gonna leave you (laughs) Um, my day's done. <laughs> I'm gonna go grab some more of that chocolate and squeeze my poor husband and my darling moon child and I'm gonna try to have a, a good weekend. It's Dennis's birthday, so let's hope we have no more um Murphy's Law crazy things happen. And I, I really hope I can create a good birthday for him despite everything that's going on. Um, But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. (laughs) I really appreciate that you do. I do. I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart, available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you normally get your shows. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.